0: What's up, guys? It's Mitch from Respectmarregion Back with another episode of the North American Weed Tour podcast. Today, I'm joined by Steph Frohawk, VP of Marketing Sales of the Flowery down in Florida. How are you doing today, Steph?
1: I'm doing great. How about yourself?
0: Man, I'm staying all right. I was just telling you off off to trying to stay warm out here. you know I got the, I got the Pacific Northwest uh, badge of fashion on with the flannel today, trying to keep it warm. Um, but no, I'm doing all right. Exciting, exciting industry to be in every day of the week, man.
1: Couldn't agree more.
0: Awesome. So, you know, I know there's some interesting things about your guys, this company that, that we'll get into here in a second, but I'd love to kind of get into the, the origin of when the flowery came to be and kind of the setup of you guys looking at cannabis being like, this is something we want to get into and, and a little bit into the, to the launch of the business.
1: Yeah. So in, to give a little background on the Florida market, to in order to actually get um, the license, you had to be in the nursery business for 30 years. My family's been in the nursery business for 40 years, and, or over 40 th- years, and growing some sort of agriculture uh, for over 100 years. So we know a little bit about growing. <laughs> um, in Florida, there's only 22 licensees, and I think there's only about 15 of them that are actually in full operation. So quite a few years ago, we tried to apply for the the license the first go around. I have three brothers one of them who battled with PTSD and really understood uh, the benefits of cannabis from a medical standpoint. So he was really the one that was on the forefront in our family that wanted to get the license back when it was just Charlotte's Web and we applied for the license we did not get it the first time because po- there's a lot of politics that also go into place uh so un- unfortunately and sadly that brother truly battled with the, like i said ptsd and he passed away four years in at that point we are a tough family that we do you know what Fuck it we're gonna we're gonna make this happen for matt and so we we uh, went out and got a partner and we actually sued the state of florida and and got the license in 2019 and since then this has been such an experience not only from a a family perspective but also from an education perspective that i i've never been anti-cannabis but I also didn't understand the medical aspect of it. And I've been just blown away over the amount of stories that I've heard and uh, witnessed and people getting off of opiates. And even my husband, he's actually our medical director. We're, we're as family as family can get. And yeah. I know we've had quite a few people talk crap about us on Reddit that we couldn't possibly be family, but um my, like I said, my husband's our medical director. My brother runs operations. My niece does uh, manages the processing. So we we can't be more family, to be honest. Um, and really, our, our motto with the flowery is being part of the flowery family. I truly believe a family goes beyond blood. Um, I can't tell you how many aunts and uncles that I have that aren't actually my aunt or uncle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we really believe that uh, with all of our team members are really part of our our family unit unit, and we feel the same way about our patients. Once you become part of the Flowery family, you really you're kind of stuck with us in, in the good times and bad. Um, but it's just been an amazing experience the last few years. Uh, like I said, both from an education standpoint and um, just a business standpoint as well.
0: Absolutely. You know, first off, condol- condolences on you, to your brother. I mean, I know it was mm-hmm. a couple years ago, but you know that 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 is definitely rough and. But that is a uh, some, you know, I don't know what what you want to call divine inspiration, right? It sounds like some divine inspiration mm-hmm. for you guys to get where you're at. So I, I know there's 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 a piece of him still with your guys's family helping push that along. Um, and it's crazy how intertwined your guys's businesses as a family. Like you said, you just mentioned it's pretty, pretty your, your guys's blood runs pretty deep throughout the organization. Mm-hmm. Um, And we actually,
1: we're also the only certified veteran owned um, MMTC in Florida. So it's definitely a passion of ours that we we hire as many veterans as we possibly can. We give them a significant discount um, for shopping with us. Um, So it's it's something that's at the core of who we are.
0: Man, that's awesome. And then something I know we were speaking yesterday that you guys are actually the only current license holder who is the original family to obtain a license as well in the state of Florida?
1: Yes. I mean, it was, it's a valuable piece of paper that we have. Actually, we don't even have a piece of paper. It's, it's, (laughs) um, it's a valuable thing to have. And, and it's a lot of, if you're in the nursery business for that long, you're also probably up there in age as well. And, and you already have a business. So my brothers still run our nursery business. So for us, it was a passion and we really believed in it. Um, It wasn't solely about money, Uh, whereas other people, I understand it's an easy ticket of selling it. And just because you grow one plant doesn't necessarily mean you know how to grow cannabis as well. Um, And it's a lot of work. It's not easy to even if you get the license, there's a lot of obstacles that go into it as well. So I understand why a lot of them just sold their license, um, which is interesting to me of why the state made it so complicated to get it. But then on the, the very next day, you can go and sell it to another company. So to be, to be honest, I think it's kind of silly from a state perspective, as well as they could have made more money if they they sold the licenses um, themselves. But instead, they, they made it very challenging, but then allowed people to sell it. So it was just kind of weird to me.
0: That is very interesting Um, you know I I I don't want to get on here bashing anyone else but there's some current news headlines out there I know we just wrote about it so it's on ours if anyone's out there interested on respect my region right now is there's a current news article that uh, dropped within the last 48 hours that I think uh, gives some insight as to why the system was set up that way and. uh, you know, it's pretty unfortunate when you, when you see that, but it is crazy to make that level of stipulation, like that specific of stipulation, but then be like, Oh, if you get it, you can just sell it for a profit the next day. That really makes no logical sense.
1: Well, and I have learned uh, with a lot of the things with the state, I am a very inquisitive person. I want to understand why things work the way they do. I want to know why the backstory and I mean, just for our packaging alone, it's a pain in the butt. And and there's basically, it has to be white packaging with nothing on it other than your logo, which pharmaceutical companies can put more branding on their packaging. Mm. We can't even put our website on our packaging. like, just all of these things that, but why? But why? I've learned with the state, I need to stop asking why, because it doesn't necessarily make logical sense, but it's the way it is. And we just have to abide by the rules.
0: Absolutely. And so one, one of the unique things for you guys, you know, I've, I've talked to quite a bit of people in Florida, one of our, our writers is uh, resides out there. And so we've covered quite a bit out there. But you know, a lot of our audiences on the West Coast, you know, you guys are a vertically integrated market, where if I'm not mistaken, every product you sell out of delivery and dispensary has to be cultivated, manufactured by you guys, correct?
1: Correct. I mean, it's called seed to sale. And we no exaggeration from the little seed lane, we track it from that all the way to the patient. And there are good reasons for that. Uh, It makes it challenging for us. I mean, we have to do the delivery, we have to do everything. We can't hire any third party for anything. We have to do everything, which sounds great, but it's actually, it, it adds a lot more complication to it than any other business. And honestly, it's a monopoly in that sense of like requiring us to do that. But I do understand where they're coming from because it is medicine and you want to have that control. And the only way you can keep that control is if you have one company that you regulate and you follow up with, and like, we're very, very regulated and the state comes and does audits and all sorts of things constantly. So having only one person I do, or one company, I do understand that perspective and, and it's safer for the patients as well. We get everything lab tested. We actually did something that kind of up, upset some of the other companies, but we post all of our COAs on our website mm. and, and because we're proud of it and and whether it's amazing or not, we're we're very real people and we like to be honest and we like to, it is what it is kind of thing. Whereas other companies didn't want to show their results, maybe because they weren't as good. But because we did now, everyone else is kind of doing it because the patients are asking. But to us, we want we want our patients to be knowledgeable and to ask questions and and to see that our quality is there.
0: Absolutely. And, and you know, those COAs are definitely important for, you know, the consumer sure the majority of consumers might not have any concern of what what is on there but it's still giving them the opportunity to find out a little bit more information about what they're consuming and if they so choose to educate themselves you know it's it's a great layer of transparency for a business for you guys but also education on the you know the consumer the patient front
1: absolutely and us being again a medical state i think it is important to see what's in there as i said i've learned so much about terpenes and what depending on your ailment, what type of strain is actually good for a specific ailment. It really, it is a science thing. It's not just an arbitrary thing. So it's pretty cool to be able to look up those those things. I mean, in black market, you're never gonna be able to see that or know what they're putting on top of those plants. Like everything that we do is natural organic. Um, We really are growing the best flower um, in the state of Florida.
0: And that's honestly, you know, I've heard a couple people in that market I've spoke to have have either said that or said that that's what the word on the street is that you guys are really uh, carving out uh, a name known for quality flower in a state where the majority of flour is not quality and um, You know, I know you guys have some obviously just due to the geography and the weather out there, the humidity. Right. Like I know that there is a problem with with mold and and bud rot is a common problem you see on Reddit for um, Florida. And I even see consumers accept it and say if this only has a minimal amount, uh, it's better than what else is out there. So um, what do what are some of the things you guys take in terms of making sure that humidity is not a problem cultivating?
1: Well, so we believe in 100% indoor, largely because it is Florida. And even though we have extensive background in growing uh, other plants, that's also why we understand why indoor is so important because of that factor. We are soon just about done with our new facility that is state-of-the-art, amazing. I get chills every time I walk mm-hmm. in there. It's just so spectacular. Uh, we will be the largest indoor facility in the state of Florida, because we truly believe the medicine is in the flower. So if you grow the best flower, then any other product that we produce is going to be amazing because the core is amazing. And so it's something that is our core value is high quality flower.
0: And that's, I mean, right. It makes sense with your guys' name, the flowery. It makes sense Mm -hmm. that you guys put an emphasis on the flower, but I thought that was unique. You know, I know we spoke briefly yesterday. I thought that was a A unique approach because it very much is right if you have good you know whether it's the raw the the raw flour ends up being sold as flour or ends up getting Mm -hmm. processed and manufactured into edibles vape cartridges you know whatever the raw flour you know you can't you can't fake it if it's good there you can use it along the supply Mm -hmm. chain in in a good manner but you can't necessarily fake it you know and so i think that's a great great approach for you guys well and even
1: when you press it then higher quality flour is gonna press better um the other fun fact of why we named it the flowery was we are the florida brand and uh when ponce de leon founded florida or discovered florida he named it la flowery which means mm. the F- florida in, in spanish
0: okay okay i i i'm not up on my history of the state of florida <laughs> but no that definitely i mean it makes sense then that with your guys's model of approach and then it makes sense do you, geographic wise i i really like that that that, that brings a good angle to it and, and it's nice that you guys have uh some substance to the branding again i'm not throwing shade to anyone else but a lot of things you look um i know there's some in the market that are branded really well but some of them definitely really lean on that wellness sector which i don't know how well will translate once you move from medical to adult use recreational whatever you want to call it because as someone who's came from the west coast where you know medical wasn't Just around, but it was very prominent and accessible Mm -hmm. for so long. Once people shifted to recreational, very few were able to hold on to that wellness type vibe because they had such a large audience of people within the community. A lot of them had to take a more commercialized branding approach, which makes sense, right, for an adult use market.
1: Well, for us, branding and uh, design is a passion of many of us uh, within the organization. If you check out our Instagram, by far, we've done the best job um, just from a fun bringing bringing a combination of the medicine, but also the fun aspect to it. I mean, even if or when we become recreational, we will always have uh, a strong emphasis on the medical side as well, um, whether it's well, who knows what, but we will always have uh, our core part because we really do believe in it.
0: Absolutely. And so for you guys right now, um, you guys have one brick and mortar location, correct? And then offer delivery to a wide area, or is there a couple?
1: Right, right now, we are actually only delivery, only but delivery. we have okay. six delivery six days a week uh, in the southeast. And then uh, we have like a delivery schedule for the rest of the state. But we open up our first uh, dispensary that's going to be our flagship in January, which will be in Miami. And then within a couple months or less, uh, we'll open up one up in North Orlando, another one in Clearwater, which is uh, close to Tampa. And we'll the rest of the year, we'll open up a couple more. So we're going to be up and running and full steam ahead.
0: And will those will these stores kind of coincide with that new cultivation facility to help kind of feed that?
1: exactly so we couldn't actually sustain uh we wouldn't have enough product to actually have a dispensary now that we have that new facility we will be able to i mean to put it in pers to perspective our current facility is like a tenth of the size of our new facility but we like i said previously there's a lot of uh stipulations once you get the license that you have to do so we had to build our facility in essence in 30 days so my brothers built it in 29 days and we like to say a lot of blood, tear, sweat, and a six pack of beer. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's, that's quite, so how, how large of a facility was built in, in 30 days?
1: Uh, we have seven small rooms, which are basically shipping containers, um, okay. that are then within built within another building. Um, so it's pretty small.
0: Yeah. But that's still quite the task to do a build out.
1: In a it's incredible. That's a, even with the new facility, my brother, even though he runs a nursery business, he's also an amazing builder as well, because it's just mind blowing the stuff that he gets done in the short time frame as well. And I'm always very impressed.
0: Which, I mean, which also has got to be difficult with the, the, or the added layer of difficulties of being in COVID with just supply chain for all sorts that, of building materials. That is,
1: that's been our biggest challenge. And he's just so not used to beating timelines that, but it, I mean, you're stuck because you're we were waiting for air conditioning units that mm. were stuck in the port of California. Um, so we definitely have had delays because of COVID, just like everybody else.
0: Yeah. So, what are what are if you don't mind me asking, too, what what are some of the strains that you guys are are, are cultivating right now that seem to to resonate with patients?
1: Um, well, there's a wide variety. I mean, I think some of the ones that people want to have a comeback is Straw Nana and Wedding Cake, or some of the bigger ones. A lot of people uh, prefer indicas in our market. It seems that's what we get the most requests. But one of our sativas that everyone loves is Mimosa. Okay. Um, we've had Labamba. that one came back really high in THC. Um, right now we have Tropicana that's done well. I get a kick out of all of the names. It's, it's quite funny. And the graphics that our amazing designer comes up with are just hilarious. Uh, I, and I think it also helps sell it because it's, it's fun, you know? So I, again, going back to medical, but still there should be some fun in it too. At the end of the day, it is cannabis.
0: Absolutely. And that's what, you know, there that's one of the, the you know, the biggest topics in legalizing cannabis is right, like making sure underage people don't get access to it. And that's mm-hmm. what a lot of these laws around branding and colors and packaging is like we don't want to make this appealing to kids. And I while I wholeheartedly understand as a parent, especially understand that argument, um, I also like what you said is cannabis is, I mean, obviously in your guys' market, it's medical, so it's a little different, but cannabis in terms of where it is headed, it's a consumer packaged good and Mm -hmm. consumer packaged goods have brands and have personalities. Mm -hmm. And while there might be certain things that are deemed inappropriate, I mean, you're exactly right. Having creative names and creative designs and packaging all leads to uh, a consumer experience, right? And then also at a certain point educating what's in this strain. If a certain strain is named after the flavors the terpenes represent, and you can take yep. that and put that in the imagery, right? It helps the consumer or the patient kind of connect the dots and cho- make a choice based on preference, right?
1: One of the strains that I just still to this day just blows my mind. I'm, I'm actually a song. So my wine background just kind of comes up sometimes. And it's just fascinating to me was our Straw Nana quite honestly smelled so much like strawberry banana strawberries and bananas it just i couldn't believe how intense it was but it literally smelled like strawberries and bananas which i loved but then my brother said in the grow it smelled like rotten bananas so he wasn't a fan of it but the after the after result was amazing but growing it he's like oh i hated walking into that room
0: <laughs> oh that's funny that's funny yes the turps definitely uh, definitely are like that yeah. um so for you guys you know florida being a medical market you know it tends to be most medical markets uh, you know we're, we're not look, talking about oklahoma right now but most medical mm-hmm. markets tend to have more regulation and restriction or can have more regulation and restriction than some of these more mature adult use markets. And some of that poses challenges around marketing and sales. So what what are some of the obstacles that you find in trying to market a brand around all these restrictions?
1: Well, the packaging is just, it's painful how, basically you can't put anything on it. Like I said, it's white with your logo on it in essence. So you can't bring it to life. Just like you said, taking the strains and adding, a visual to it to have the terpenes like a better understanding of how it's going to make you feel or what's what the point of it is or just an enticing so we don't get to do any of that the other challenge that we have and i think even other markets have this as well um is really getting our name out there has been Mm -hmm. a challenge because and it's not so much the state it's actually google and facebook or instagram getting shut down or not being able to do advertising it's it's you you have to really get creative and and do a lot of old school marketing that um, now it's just amazing to do digital marketing, but we're very limited on that. Uh, But we do, we're uh, rolling out a new website soon and everything with us, we want the user experience to be flawless and as smooth as possible. So we have an amazing CTO uh, that's building a custom website and just our ordering process, everything about it, especially being recreational, you have a whole level of having to have a card and you're only allowed so much per month and, and all of that. So we're really focusing on how to make it as easy as possible from a user standpoint, which will definitely set us apart as well.
0: Absolutely. And and some of the things unique to Florida, like are you, you guys aren't allowed like billboards and print advertising in, in that market, correct? Or are you?
1: In essence, no, like we are, but not like you can't really say enough to be able to do it. And so is it really worth it? It's, it's challenging. So yes. And no, yes. but What you can actually put on there in our name doesn't really say cannabis. So it's kind of a challenge.
0: And then do you guys have any restrictions on like sales and discounts and promos? Mm -mm. No. Yeah, it's, it's unique to see that from market to market, like, you know, I, I live in Washington, the Washington market, you can't, a, dis, a dispensary cannot sell any product for less than they paid for it, whereas like in California, some of our clients, you know, you can do like a buy one, get one for a penny or something like that. I don't know, all these states are... I think
1: it's. I think it's good and bad because now it's with Florida. That's how people chase after things and not focus on sometimes the quality. Instead, it's like whatever dispensary is having a deal that day. But I understand if people can't afford something, that's different as well. So I think it has its pros and cons.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And as every market I've witnessed firsthand, you know, obviously it starts out due to supply and demand, very high priced. You know, as as supply starts to stabilize. You know, that will drive costs down. But then there's always whether someone's going out of business or for regulatory purposes, tax purposes, dumps product Mm -hmm. out on the market for a a low cost. And then that brings the consumer expectations of price Mm -hmm. down. So how have you guys or what have you seen in the market in terms of pricing and consumers? Do people seem to cater to lower price things? I mean, i probably in sales volume, I'm sure.
1: We got a lot of flack when we first started, we we had a flat Price and that did not do well. Um, and so, the great thing about us being a smaller company is we can make decisions quickly and 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 not have that level of a normal corporation. Um, so we actually adjusted our pricing to to fit a little bit more of of the demand of the market. I
0: Absolutely. mean, there's definitely
1: a price point where people are not willing to go above.
0: Yeah. And, and that seems to be common And you know, and every market has a different, different ceiling. Obviously it's kind of set by the market. Um, how much is THC percentage, um, held in regard by the, by the patients down there?
1: Huge. And we, we are constantly trying to educate on the terpenes of like, yeah. it's not, it really isn't like, in, in all honesty, it's not all about the THC, but I think a lot of people over the years, it's just what well, all they know, And that's what they think. I think some of it is a mental, there's so many factors of of how the product affects you. And it could be the same product that you try one day, a week later, it affects you differently because of Mm -hmm. what you ate, like what you didn't Mm -hmm. eat, what's going on in your life that day. But also the terpenes have a huge impact on it. And that's one of the things that we are trying to educate our patients on. So when we do a new strain release, we educate them on what, makes this product unique, what makes it special, what it would benefit for what type of ailment.
0: And what are some of the, uh, the methods that you guys kind of communicate that education?
1: Email and text message.
0: Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a common thing, you know, again, even over here on the West coast in the most mature of markets, uh, the, the thc percentage is just held it's just the holy, holy grail for the consumer mm-hmm. and you know anyone in the industry like feels like they're at this point probably just screaming at a wall it doesn't matter yeah. but you know to and no avail
1: and it's tough because even though we get it tested by a state approved lab it's still a sample so there is some flex like flex on that of that specific sample might be higher or lower than maybe the rest. It depends what part of your order that you get also on it as well. So there is a little bit of a wiggle room I would, as a consumer, would look at.
0: Absolutely, abs- no, absolutely. And that's, that's good education for consumers to understand as well. Um, you know, it's an agricultural product, man, you're, you're getting, you're getting a little, a couple gram samples getting tested out of, you know, potentially a whole room of plants and. <laughs> And yeah, you know, it's
1: natural, exactly.
0: absolutely. And so what what have you guys, what is your family kind of taken from coming from the nursery business and understanding plants? Like how much of that experience mattered coming into cannabis and how much of it had to be maybe thrown out a little bit because it's a new plant or or was there any of that?
1: I think a combination of both. I mean, there is some um, irrigation that we tried in the beginning that worked really well with uh, their normal plants that seem like cutting edge but then it needs so much uh, management that if like one little it was basically a drip system and and these like pipes and we've realized it's so temper it's such a temperamental plant even though there's a reason why it's called weed is because it grows very quickly but they they're girls so they're a little sensitive um, and so we've brought some of our agriculture background but also, quickly monitoring things and, and, and changing. And that's why the small facility will still stay our R&D. Um, and so this, the last year is basically we've, that's what we've been doing is research and development and, and getting prepared for this big facility and, and ready for all of these dispensaries that we're opening up. So going back to your question, I think we've brought some, but also adjusted as well
0: okay okay and then for for this scale too to to have such a large facility and then have a large distribution outlet you guys are also going to be entering into you know i I take it manufacturing as well
1: yeah i mean we are the ones that we like i said we're seed to sale so we're doing it all
0: yeah and so what what are what are some of the uh you know potential challenges that you guys you know look at of going to scale and having being in the vertically integrated market
1: I think the most important thing is making sure we have the right team and we have just hired a new COO and we're really setting the foundation. And like I said, this last year has been working everything out. And so we're preparing ourselves. And I think that's super important of building anything is having your foundation. So our foundation is there. So we're ready for the next step because we've taken a whole year of working all of these kinks out, making sure things work properly. so I mean, the the scary thing would be growing too fast, but because mm. we set up the foundation, I'm not worried.
0: Awesome. No, I think that's that's a, you know, the foundation's the 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 pillar of uh, you know whether you're physically building something or or building a team or building a business. You no, know, you you got to have that that right. And so looks like you know going into 2022, you guys are positioned for some big growth with this large facility and these new distribution outlets. Where where can people find you guys uh, uh, on the interweb?
1: So, if you go to theflowery.co, so that's the flower with the y at the end and .co, not .com. So, theflowery.co. Okay, okay
0: awesome. And well, I
1: remember the flowery.
0: The flowery, yeah. Thank you very much, Steph, for joining us. I really appreciate you sharing mm-hmm. about the flowery and then also just the Florida market in general. That's what this North American Weed Tour podcast is all about: is just learning about what cannabis looks like all across the country um, and just you know sharing in this excitement uh, that so many people are getting to you know come to this party whether they're in the business or or just a consumer or a patient
1: well thank you so much for having me and thank you for what you do
0: awesome well we look forward to uh watching you guys grow uh literally and figuratively and uh you know excited (laughs) to see see uh you know these this new cultivation facility and then like i said i do have a a rider on the ground that is a patient in florida and so I know she said she hasn't tried the product yet, but I'll I'll, I'll make sure I'll, uh, I'll I'll get her in touch to make yeah, sure. Yeah, get her in
1: there. touch with me. I'll take care of her.
0: Awesome. Thank you very much, Steph. You have a, a great uh, afternoon.
1: You too. Thank you so much.